Good morning, this is Sister Lisa coming to you today from the Eel, the Edwin Elder Library. And today we're going to be reading on page 252 of the book on prayer by Brother Ken Gurley. Weep over your city. Place your ear to the rails of the Spirit, and you can hear the near and distant thunder of turmoil in our nation's cities. Powerful locomotives driven by hopelessness, anger, sickness, and hurt are careening down the lanes, pulling boxcars of human trafficking, violence, and want. The city is in trouble. Those at ease in Zion must stir themselves. Amos 6 and 1. Some will sense it and organize symposiums to discuss the trouble. Others will form political action committees to highlight the problem. Still others will try to pull levers of power to address the concern. Believers will do what perhaps these well-intentioned people cannot do. We will be moved with compassion and pray with tears. When the Third Awakening broke out in Wells at the dawn of the 20th century, a correspondence went to, re uh, went to report on the revival. Shortly after the revival broke out in Wells a century ago, a correspondence of the Liverpool Daily Post wrote, If I had been asked a month ago whether a revival was probable in Wells, I should have answered no. It seemed to me that nothing could be done to disturb the prevailing apathy. It's easy to grow anxious and depressed about the current state of our cities and countries. Yet when things look bleak, God can awaken the hearts of his people to pray. The story is not over yet. Before an awakening in our cities, there will arrive a sense of dissatisfaction within the heart of believers. In describing the accompanying awakening, James Burns notes the process. A period of gloom sets in. A weariness and exhaustion invade the heart. The pleasures of this world no longer satisfy. Sick and soul, men turn with the sight of God. Slowly this aching grows. The heart of man begins to cry out for God, for spiritual certainties, for fresh visions. James Burns. Heaven is filled with noise. The seraphim, a type of angels, continuously cry, Holy, holy, in Isaiah 6 and 3. Worship, however, is mixed with weeping. Anguish souls beneath the heavenly altar are crying out to God, How long, O Lord? How long? Revelation 6 and 10. That's my question. How much longer, Lord? How much longer will we deal with the struggle and strife? We should weep until heaven dries our eyes and we see a new and changed world. We weep for our cities. We weep over bloodlust and violence. We weep over prejudice and racism. We weep over warfare and terrorism. We weep over cruelty and selfishness. We weep over complacency and lethargy. Weep. For the prodigal. This is what this is today's. <laughs> Yesterday I reread some of yesterday's. Recently I read a tedious biography of Augustine, father to so many teachings found across Christendom. He wasn't always revered. He lived a wayward and moral life before turning to God. He once described how his praying mother asked a bishop to make take him under his wing and to work with him. The bishop refused, saying that Augustine did not seem too much interested in God. I'm not so much interested in his doctrine as I am his mother's prayers, Augustine had said. That was page 253. Turn to page 254. My mother would not be satisfied, but urged him with repeated entreaties and floods of tears to see me and discuss with me. He, losing patience, said, Go your way as soon as you live. It is impossible that the son of those tears should perish. Augustine in Confessions. Whatever Augustine became, he owed to God's grace in his mother's tears. 
Those who sow in tears shall indeed reap in joy. Psalms 126 and 5. Seven women in scripture are described as without children, but God miraculously gave them one or more children. These seven women that was called barren was Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, Manoah's wife, Ruth, Hannah, and Elizabeth all shared something else in common. They grew desperate and cried out for the Lord. All seven wanted children. All seven begged God for a child. And all seven gave birth to, the, to a prophet or to a deliverer of God's people. Isaiah 66 and 8. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave forth, she brought forth children. She gave birth to her children. When Zion travails, children result. Soul travail was a term used by holiness preachers of a bygone, bygone era to describe the desperate cry of these women. Intense and prayerful intercession empowered by the Spirit will give birth to the impossible. Weep for the prodigal. Weep for those who are not. God responds to tears. You know, um, about seven years ago, or maybe more, maybe going on eight years, um, I had a dream. And I might have told about this before, I'm not sure. But I had a dream, um, and in my dream, my husband and I, Brother Mark and I, we walked into this country church. And I thought in my, I thought in my dream... I thought when I woke up, it was Hopewell, the, the Missionary Baptist Church where I was pianist for over seven years. Um, I thought it was that church. But upon reflection, it couldn't have been just that church. I think it was a combination of different churches because in this church, it had um, a basement. Let me just tell the story. When we walked in, the pastor was walking out. The pastor of that church was walking out. He was giving up on that church, and we were walking in. And um, I heard something, and I got to looking around, and on the pews was all these boys, and they were in fetal positions. They were crying because their tongues had been cut out. And I remember going around in my dream. I went around to each one of them, and I was saying, it's not your fault. You're all right. We love you. You're, you're a good person. And all these kind of, I just different words. I can't remember. I know I said those words, but, uh, you know, just um, words of that nature and just encouraging words and, and giving love and just went around to each one. And when I got to the last one, I looked behind me and the pews were empty. And I, and I looked up at the, on the platform where my husband was standing and I said, where are the boys? And he says, they're downstairs playing. And, um, see, they were in fetal position. They were babies. They were children. They were spiritual babies. And I believe they were prodigals. I believe that these are the souls of some of our young people that we used to be youth pastors over that have backslid. Or it's just some that might still be in the church, but they still just need encouragement. Some that just need to, maybe need a little boost for them to step out and do what God put on their life to do. Maybe they just need some confidence that they can be used of God in great ways or everything that you do for God's great. So don't take me wrong on that. Just just get that boost that you can do it. You know, you can do it. And you're worth something. You're valuable in the kingdom of God. You are loved. And um, I believe that some of them was people out at Hopewell. I believe that some of them were are them and people I've given Bible studies to. 
deaf people, deaf ministry over the years. I believe it's a combination of these different ones. People that I have burdens for. People that I pray for on a regular basis. Family. My family. Mark's family. I really believe there's a lot of different ones involved. These are spiritual babies that are born through prayer and tears. Give me children lest I die. And that also um, goes back to when we were in Kansas. And we used to knock doors and give Bible studies and stuff. And I remember that that verse in, um, that Paul said, it said, um, Thrust in the sickle and reap, for the time has come to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. And then um, about, um, be, not, do, be not afraid, but speak, and hold not thy peace, for I am with thee. For I have much people in the city. Those two verses and stuff that I claimed over Hutchison when we were there. But also here in Tennessee, in Henderson, Tennessee, and throughout the airways. Now that we're on the internet, we go globally and we're touching people's lives from all these different areas and, and beyond. People we've never even met, some of them. So, you know, it doesn't matter what, whoever's listening to me today, it doesn't matter who we are. It's what can Christ do through us. Give us children lest we die. Let's have this great awakening. Let's have this spiritual revival. Let's sow in tears, but reap in joy. Let's give birth to spiritual babies. And um, my husband, I just um, was going to just mention about the baby thing. I had um, my husband make me a backdrop for my podcast. I don't use it. Well, my podcast is just um, audio. But um, for when I do my webcam, I have a backdrop, but I don't always use it because it's in my window on the opposite wall where I usually record. But it's a, it depicts this woman. It looks like a woman, um, but it has a, a cross at the top. And then her head, it also kind of looks like it's the heel that that cross is sitting on. It's, it's like a, it's one of those kind of things you can, it, it's more than, it depicts more than one thing. But overall, the main thing is called Woman in the Word. And it's a picture of this woman. And she has a heart for a globe. It's a heart, of a, a heart, and it's got the globe on it. But also, in it is a womb. And there's a baby. And the baby's head is turned down, just about ready to be born. And then it's a pair of high-heeled shoes, and it's standing on the Bible. So it's um, got the helmet of salvation. That's the cross. That's the Lord. It's got the shield of faith. It's got that love. It's got the um, the breastplate of righteousness. That's the well, the globe, and it has, it's got it's all there. The 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 baby um, is right there. That's the loins girded about with truth. The the feet shot with the preparation of gospel of peace, and it's standing on the word. If it's not built on the church, if the church is not built on the rock, Christ Jesus, if your life is not built on the rock, Christ Jesus, then your foundation, it will crumble. It will shake. It will be shaky. So built on the, the rock, Christ Jesus, but also with Christ as the head. So he's at the, he's at the bottom and the top. And anyway, give me children lest I die. Spiritual babies, weep for our prodigals. Come home, come home. It's supper time. Come home if you're out there and you're not sure. If you're not sure what you're supposed to be doing, just pray and ask God to lead you and guide you because 
there's much people in your city, whatever, wherever you live um, on the globe, but also in your city, your home, your, your world, your center, your, um, your focus, your church, wherever God has placed you, there's much people in that city, in that area. So thrust in the sickle and reap. The harvest of the earth is ripe. The time for you to reap is now. To give birth to children, spiritual babies, healthy children, babies that's going to live, babies that's going to survive, not be aborted. We cannot abort one child. We cannot. We cannot bring forth stillborn. We cannot miscarry. We cannot abort. These have got to be healthy children. Children rooted and grounded in the word. Children born out of prayer meetings. Children that know that they are loved and wanted. We want these babies. We want to win the lost at any cost. Well, God bless you. You have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.